one of the most important things to grow e-commerce business is reviews and just history of sales. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. Today, I'm welcoming to the show Eugene. Eugene is the co-founder and CEO of Factory Pure. They're an online retailer specializing in generators, pressure washers, and more. And actually, today, we're recording it a day after Hurricane Ida. So he's being just so many customer service outreaches, uh, but he, he's giving us a minute of his time and, and talking uh, to us about, uh, about his business. Uh, welcome to the show today, Eugene. How are you doing? Uh, doing great, Chase. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Um, so before we talk about what's going on now, take me back because uh, this is actually this isn't your first e-commerce business. Uh, this is actually your second business. So take us back to kind of when you uh, decided to I get not necessarily pivot, but I'll, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, we we had a business prior to this one where we it was the same concept, but we sold more uh, electronics, cell phones, those kind of items, and uh, started. Selling on eBay, we would buy and sell, and we realized quickly that there was some some arbitrage there to be had. At that time, it was when cell phones had the where you can have the subsidized price when you get a plan, and so a lot of people were reselling there. So there was a pretty big third party market for them, which is not so much the case anymore. And uh, so at some point, we decided we didn't really feel like paying twelve to fifteen percent to eBay on all their fees. It's getting very expensive, so. We threw up a very generic, basic website and uh, started promoting it and went on from there. Um, so that business ended around late 2012 or 2013. So it had some, we had some legal issues that, that surrounded it. it. It was, it was a good lesson. You know, you, we, we had a, a lawsuit that was filed against us and, you know, we quickly found out you don't have to necessarily do something wrong to be sued. So it was, a, it was a good learning experience that you need to get all your ducks in a row before you start something. And uh, so once that business went down, we wanted to stick with the e-commerce thing since we've, we've done it. We figured out a lot of things. We, we kind of understand it. And so we pivoted to air purifiers just because it was easy to do. It, there was an easy dropship model. The manufacturers, they weren't requiring a whole lot of sales history, track record, just had to have a generic website. That you threw up, which at that time we did with Shopify, so it's much easier than the first site. Times were different, and uh, so that that's how we got started with Factory Pure. Awesome. So yeah, uh, let's kind of you know. So this was back in 2013, 2014 that you launched Factory Pure on Shopify. It was early 2013. Yep. All right. And so the one thing I do want to highlight here is something that we don't really talk about much on the show is drop shipping. Um, and obviously, uh, we can, we can kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit. I, I feel like, uh, back in 2013, um, just the concept of drop shipping and using a direct consumer store and, and, uh, just Shopify in general, it was before it was, I guess, uh, popularized by the gurus. Um, so uh, I guess, what can you tell us about how it worked back then versus kind of 
uh, you know, how it evolved uh, over the years? It was a fairly new concept at the time. And it seemed very easy. Everybody was drawn to it because it's you don't have to have any... Well, not no capital, but you have to have very little capital to get started because essentially, until you get paid for the item, you don't have to pay for it. So a lot of people started doing it. A lot of manufacturers opened up their doors to allow drop shipping. And so... And it was this build. Very easy. We threw up a website with a, by ourselves. We don't have any development knowledge. We didn't hire a developer. We just threw up a generic site. And we got accounts from maybe five or six different manufacturers for, for air purifiers. And the, the issue we ran into was the reason why it's so easy to get in is, is also why it's so difficult to succeed. Because essentially, you're just one of many. They have 50 plus dealers all selling the same thing at the same price. They generally have map pricing, which is a minimum advertised price. So you can't list it below a certain amount. So all the dealers had it at the same price. And uh, so I would say now, a lot of manufacturers are a little bit more hesitant to bring on new dropshippers just because it's already so saturated. So it's it's a lot harder to do now. You really have to dig and do some research and find a niche that's valuable or maybe hasn't been exploited. And so at some point, we went a little bit away from dropshipping. So we still do it. We have a mixed model. But a lot of manufacturers now, they want you to at least stock a certain percentage of your overall sales. So if all you're doing is drop shipping, at some point, they'll kick you out. And you like highlighted that it's more difficult now. And I think it's it, it goes again with what you're saying with the oversaturation. It is more difficult to succeed because it is honestly so easy to build a store and inject products um, that you are competing with against, I would say almost millions of other stores. It, there are so many right. people that are are standing these things up because they get they you know they get hooked by that um, easy money. You know what I mean? It's it's the it tales all the time. It, you know if it if it seems too good to be true, it, it probably is. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's there. There are really no barriers to entry. That's that's the issue. So. Anybody can do it and, and everybody does. And so what you start to see is the big box stores that usually are also you're competing with, they tend to creep up to the top in that model. And so it's it makes it very hard to compete because you can have all the best SEO and pay-per-click and everything on your staff, but you're not going to compete with their advertising and their marketing. So it just puts you in this hole where you where you think, okay, I need a find something I need to pivot I need to do something else. Well, how did you guys kind of find that initial success? What was uh what worked for you to kind of start to uh find that initial success and and really, you know, build a customer base? So we uh, initially we started doing air conditioners and there were that that was our first pivot. So we went to some brands that did air conditioners and for some reason there was less saturation there um, and and so we researched some brands maybe maybe not the best brands maybe not the you know Honeywells or the Frigidaires or the, some of the top guys and some of the lower brands that people that research this stuff know about but maybe isn't mainstream and so we we started with those brands we also had brands that didn't have matte pricing so you can set whatever price you want and there is an issue there where you're everyone's undercutting everyone and so you the margins are very small doing that but it still gives you some proof of concept and uh one of the most important things to grow e-commerce business is reviews and just history of sales 
And Google, they're, they're very smart. They pick up on that. They, they factor in your reviews. They factor in your revenue because they can see all that if, if uh, items are coming from or if orders are coming from ads. And so, you know, you'll find that it'll over time and it, it takes years. It's not a, something quick, but they'll you'll naturally show higher in search rankings. You'll naturally show higher for relevant content. And so once you're at that stage, which takes a while and you have to you'll have a long period of time where you're selling stuff either at cost just or at a loss just to get to that point. But once you get there, uh, you'll start seeing more favorable responses even to your map priced items or ones where you're maybe competing with some with a lot of other retailers. Gotcha. So it was really slow and steady wins the race and it was just try to try to acquire customers and try to get sales uh, to build that um kind of uh I think it's one thing that goes with uh just drop shipping stores and gen- drop shipping stores in general is to build that trust. A lot of the you know it, you could probably go and stand up a a Shopify store with a free theme and inject a bunch of products in 15 minutes if you really know what you're doing. But that store is not going to have the level of trust, especially the trust signals that Google sees as someone that's been putting in the work for you know six months to a year. Yeah, and with with pay per click, uh, you know you you set a cost, but you know let's say you set 50 cents as your max cost per click. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily paying 50 cents for every click. It's kind of like a bidding system between you and all the other sellers. And so when, when you have success, when they see that people are, I mean, what, what Google's trying to do is show relevant content, right? So if they see that when people are getting on your site and buying, that affirms to them that their, your website is relative content, which is what they always want to show. That's what gives them the credibility. And so that'll naturally get you to a point where you're paying less per click because Google is kind of, I mean, I want to say artificially, not really artificially, but they're kind of they're putting you above people that might be bidding higher than you just because they know that your content might be more relative than theirs. And you have Google Shopping where somebody types in certain kind of air purifier and then you have all the sellers, right? So you'll have 20 sellers, 30 sellers, 50 sellers, and they'll have the reviews right there. So you'll see which sellers actually have reviews and which are just, you know, fly by night companies. And so once you start getting those reviews, it's much easier to compete. So now, even though there's 50, 60 sellers, you might now be competing with you know, five to eight sellers that are in your review range uh, that have the trust level that you have. Absolutely. Now, if there, you know, uh, is, is there something that you wish that you would have known when you got started? Or if you could go back, if you had a time machine and go back and tell Eugene a few years ago, be like, hey, don't do this. Or you, know, you, should, you should focus on this. I, I, yeah, I do have a, uh, something that comes to mind. So we, at some point, we, when we were just doing air purifiers, all we were spending all our time on backlinking SEO, you know, writing guest posts on other people's blogs just for a link to our site, and you know that may or may not ever amount to anything because it's you know like I said before, it's very it's very difficult to supersede some of these big box stores or Amazon. Uh, naturally. And so at some point, we, we kind of changed to focusing our efforts on bringing on more brands and, and going more the paid route for ads. And we started seeing a lot more traction doing that rather than having a small assortment of brands and spending all our time guest posting and, you know, doing the link building the natural way. <laughs> I remember when we, when we started our, our previous business with, with cell phones, 
that was back when you can put a certain keyword on your site a bunch of times and now you you rank very highly for it just because it's on your website so many times and so we we actually were ranked like top 3 or 4 for the keywords brand new phones uh just just by accident just because we had that on our main page a few times and so now it's it's difficult google's very smart you can't even really do link exchanges because it's all about one way links and and relative uh relevant content so it's very time consuming to go that organic route and the other difficult part is it may or may not ever work out you can do it for two years and see little to no results so sometimes it, it takes much longer than that yeah, that is. Uh, I think that's true with just uh, going the the content route with any type of business. It is definitely a long term play, and uh, I believe that it does. It will. It will eventually work out for you. Google likes to see that your con- your website's being constantly updated because uh, then it again it's another trust signal to them that it is uh, it's something that's being worked on. It wasn't just you know set up once and then never touched again. Uh, so they they do like that. Uh, but it is I think with content. It's definitely uh, quality over quantity now, and I, that that shifted slowly over the last you know half a dozen years or so. And, and I'm no I'm, I'm no SEO expert by any means, uh, but that's just kind of what I've learned uh, from others in the industries that it's definitely more quality, uh, and somehow the the Google robots can tell what's quality and what's not, uh, and uh, that's kind of what helps them with the search and all that jazz. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely helpful. It's just it's a much slower pace, and I just in my uh, experience, not that you wouldn't do it at all. You should still do it, but to focus all your efforts on that and uh, nothing else, just for e-commerce, for what we do specifically, is very tough. So it's something that should definitely be done in the background in conjunction with with something else. And for us, that was paid ads. And also at the time, you know, all the podcasts and blogs and all that, it, th- those weren't so big. Uh, at, at the time, you know, the blogs were just kind of coming out. And so it wasn't so much your own content that you put out, which now is super useful. And that's a lot of people's only advertising source and it does very well. So it's more so taking the time doing what you need to do just to get one of your links on this website, you know, and then you go on and you do the same thing and you write, you do a guest post or guest appearance. And then now you have another one on their website. So it's very time consuming because you're essentially writing articles in exchange for one link here, one link there. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the Shopify expansion pack to level up your brand. By turning all your internet-connected apps into your business epicenter, Mesa can lighten your workload and tame the day-to-day chaos of running your store. Join the other successful brands that have learned how to balance clever workflows with a solid infrastructure to get more done without additional overhead. Whether you need to order data in Google Sheets, add products on Etsy, or get customers added to HubSpot, Mesa has you covered. Peace of mind is right around the corner when all your apps are working seamlessly together. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Search Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download it today. 
Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like NYX, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, Respond to any of their welcome emails and mention this podcast, Honest E-Commerce, to get your first month absolutely free. Is your store holiday ready? Now is the time to make sure you and your team are prepared for the busy season ahead. Gorgeous, an omni-channel help desk built or e-commerce has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. Merchants can close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Bandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, we're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do that without tools like Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking with their team. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest and mention this podcast when you sign up for two months free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash honest. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash honest. We did have some good success with uh, on a lot of .edu websites. So for, for organic search, .edu has very high authority. And a lot of them have, for example, an employee discount uh, promotion where you, you can reach out to them. You'll give them a little code to put on their website. And in exchange, they'll... Put a link to your site. So there are certain things like that which are uh, even a little more scalable, where you don't have to write a whole article. You can reach out to a bunch of university schools and uh, offer them a promotion in exchange for the link. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic uh, little strategy there. I, I think that uh, link building as a whole is definitely a. Uh, um, it, it can be done very well, or it can be done terribly. And uh, I'm assuming if you're an entrepreneur, your inbox has been. Uh, inundated with very terrible outreach. Um, and and so those are the things not to do. 
Uh, but I, I'm quite certain on the flip side of it is you've been, uh, you probably got some outreach before that you didn't realize was outreach, uh, just because it was done in, in the right way. And that's, it's basically, it comes down to this. And I think this is with, with anything you're trying to do in business is you just got to lead with value. You have to provide something valuable to the person that you're making a request from. Um, you don't know these people, uh, in, you know, in, in business, it you, you got to be nice and you got to lead with value or you're, you know, if you're, if you're always taking, you're never going to kind of ever grow from there. Yeah. 100%. And there, and Google sees when something is valuable and when it's not, they're very advanced. So if you're putting forth content that people want to consume, it'll, it'll do well for you. Absolutely. So let's fast forward to these days. Um, what does kind of the marketing landscape look like for Factory Pure? Are you guys still all in on uh, paid? Is it mostly Google? Are you doing anything with like retention marketing or owned marketing? We we still do mostly paid. We do we do uh, email marketing. We we just started doing Facebook. So we've always done Facebook retargeting and, and those kind of things, but never strictly ad campaign. So we're starting to do that. Uh, email marketing. So for example, we, we're, we're trying to automate as many things as we can, which for marketing, it's, it's kind of hard, but there's definitely some tools out there that can help. And so, for example, we sell a lot of power equipment, we sell generators, and a lot of our recurring buyers are electricians, home builders, just various installers of generators. And so we've, we've uh, used some software. It's uh, Airtable and Parabola. Those are the, the two softwares that we use. So it'll pull... Uh, it'll scan all of our orders that we've had in the past, but it'll also scan orders as they come in. And so if they have any keywords in them that would show us that this is probably an installer or a home builder, it'll pull it out into a separate campaign. And so we've we've created a lot of very good contacts. And so if we get a shipment of generators, we can email everybody and let them know. Those kind of things, when you can automate it, is is much better. You know, for us... A lot of our customers are just one-time customers. You know, we don't sell products that you need every two, three months. It's something that you need. I mean, maybe once in a lifetime. And so, uh, we're able to really pinpoint the type of customers that are repeat buyers because they're in in essence reselling or distributing them. And so, uh, this is our way to to be able to target them in an automated way. Yeah, and to even double down on that, uh, other ideas that come to my mind is, uh, you know, setting up a filter to say where the frequency is above one. So if the you know majority of people aren't buying products more than once, anyone that does buy it more than once, maybe it's worth investigating if they're, uh, you know, a tradesman or, or or what have you. And then another one would be um, setting up a price point threshold. So you know, for a lifetime value of a customer being uh, above X. Um, that's a, a useful filter that I've seen a lot of people do, uh, especially, um, you know, in industries that aren't as, as kind of, uh, related to, to you, but to setting up like a VIP threshold for like a clothing industry, if you know where kind of like, there's like an inflection point where like someone hits a certain thing, they're like, they're going to keep buying from you if you keep selling them stuff and like, you should treat them like a VIP. Those perform really, really well. Yeah. No, th- those are good points. We actually do have the filter for if they've ordered more than one because yeah since it's something that generally one person buys one time that even just two orders usually signifies that it could be somebody that's you know purchased multiple and the stock situation on them now it's it's so it's they're very depleted so a lot of these things are 
six month, eight month lead times. So you have to really order them in advance. And so by the time we get them, a lot of people are in demand because they, they haven't been out in who knows how long. And so emails like this are very useful. We can, we can get a lot of recurring revenue that way. But yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of email marketing tactics that I'm not familiar with either. We're, we we just started kind of exploring that just because, you know, it, it's hard to market to people that probably aren't going to need your product again after you buy. So you really have to find unique ways to reach them and you don't want to bombard them where they're going to get turned off and, and not use you. So this is one demographic that we found that has a very good chance of buying again. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic idea. And, and it's, I would, I would guess that it's not even that much of a, a larger lift on the team uh, to just treat these, these uh, multiple purchasers as VIPs. I mean, what's the email read that you're sending out to them? Is it just something as simple as, Hey, are you, you know, in XYZ trade? Like here's a direct line to a salesperson that can help you better. Is it, is it that simple? So we we haven't done any to where it's just kind of like a general let us know what you need. It's been more so for when we get inventory. So if we're getting a big shipment, then we'll email them and say, you know, we have this coming in. So we're trying to create that value first before we we go a step beyond and uh, you know see if we can handle their needs in the future. So because these items are so rare now that it almost certainly would be good value to them to be informed before everybody else when stuff comes back in. And then once once we garner some trust that way, then we can uh, you know, have more of a VIP set up with them. And we do have sales reps that will will have clients essentially. So you know they'll somebody will call on their order, they'll order from them. And so they have an incentive to take down their information and they'll reach out on their own when when new products come in. Absolutely. Now is there anything that I forgot to ask you about today that you'd like to share with our audience? Not nothing that I have on top of my head. Absolutely. Let people know where the what what's the website? Uh what what should they do? What should they check out? Yeah, our website is factorypure.com. We sell generators, power equipment. We sell a lot of other items. So we're trying to expand beyond just one category. So we sell anything from drones to uh electric skateboards to strollers. So we, we sell uh, a, a little bit of everything. Uh, generators are certainly our, our focus, but we're trying to add new categories each week. Absolutely. Eugene, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chase. Appreciate it. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.